0: Welcome to Next Up with Next Gen, the podcast bringing you insights and perspectives from the next generation of leaders in the American Council of the Blind.
1: Brought to you by ACB Next Generation. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Next Up with Next Gen podcast presented by ACB Next Generation. My name is Greg Lindberg, and I'm proud to be serving as the chair of the Publications Committee within ACB Next Generation. So here on this first episode, we are reflecting on the early days of ACB Next Generation, and uh, we have the five members of the original steering committee of NextGen uh, before we actually became an affiliate. And uh, so now I'd like to turn things over to Amber Grant, uh, who is uh, kindly going to be our facilitator uh, for this discussion. Amber, it's all yours.
2: Thanks, Greg. I, um, I'm very happy to be facilitating this discussion uh, with, with everyone, and I'm very excited to hear everyone's answers. So the first question, what was the original Genesis and the idea for the affiliate next gen. Thanks Amber, I love this question. And
3: as you are referring to the Genesis as the beginning and our origin story. So my name is Amanda Sohn uh, and I am the president of ACB Next Generation. And I've been the president for the last two years, going into my third year, how exciting. And I love to tell people about our beginning and how we got started. So uh, I attended the ACB conference and convention in St. Louis in 2018. And at that time, my observation was that there wasn't a whole lot of younger people. There were students, but other than that, there really wasn't a whole lot of kind of in-between um uh, members and so when we came home um, you know I was talking with some of my friends here in Kentucky we already had a chapter called KCB Next Generation and um, we were kind of talking and chatting and you know, we had a, a legend in ACB already herself Carla Rushable kind of encouraged us to you know push push forward and kind of see where it goes from there and you know if it's a high interest point yay if it's not then okay so it turns out that uh that august um we had our first zoom call which um, a lot of people that are going to be featured in this podcast i believe every single one of them was there that night, we had about 50 people on that Zoom call. And so we knew there was an interest for it. We knew there was the demand for it. And, you know, from that point out, people were just kind of waiting to see what we were going to do next. Then, um, once our interest kind of peaked, we talked with Kim Charleston, who was the president at that time. And she helped us um, become the ACB Next Generation Steering Committee. And then um, about a year after that, we became an affiliate with a lot of development in between, you know, as you build an affiliate, Um, you know, getting the constitution and bylaws together and, you know, formulating plans to, you know, keep promotions going and keep events going. So um, we were created to uh, provide that social experience and networking experience for, for people, um uh, particularly younger in ACB that are you know parents and younger professionals. So yeah, I'm gonna stop there.
0: And and I'll just say to add in on this that um you know we what we formed a committee through Kim originally in what twenty was it twenty Eighteen, right after the convention and we kind of had that first that first call in August and you know we kind of spent the next maybe year and a half um, you know just pulling in people that were interested and trying to organize calls and uh, organize events and we planned you know, things at the Rochester convention under, as a committee. We did the Smart Home Workshop with CCLBI. That was a big hit. And we did kind of a meet and greet and, you know, definitely met a lot of people through there. Um, if I start naming people, I'll forget people. And then I guess it was probably about that next August of twenty nineteen we started kicking around. Well, should we remain a committee or should we go forward and form an affiliate? And we kind of I think we put out a survey of everyone and kind of asked everybody that we had, you know, been in touch with, hey, what would what would you guys want to do? And I seem to remember that the big response is that, you know, people wanted to go ahead and form an affiliate. So it's kind of how we went from one to the other was just based on you know demand and our own uh, ambition. You know,
3: the other thing I can recall from those early days is you know everyone that's also going to be featured in this podcast was also a J.P. Morgan Chase scholarship recipient, and what that meant was we had a lot of support uh, from the executive director of time, Eric Bridges. Uh, And the first vice president of ACB at the time, um, who was Dan Spoon, for them to work together to uh, work with JP Morgan Chase to provide a scholarship type opportunity for people that were in that next gen age range to come to uh, the DC leadership meetings and the legislative seminar. And to participate in Capitol Hill visits, which were in person at the time. That was a very rewarding experience as we got to network and um, meet with people. And that was prior to the Rochester Convention. That was in 2019, February of 2019.
4: This is Lisa Cushman. um, I'm uh, one of the members of the steering committee. And I remember... Um, What a bonding opportunity and a fulfilling experience it was um, attending the leadership seminar in D.C., and we all went to uh, this Thai restaurant um, as a group. There were about, I'd say, between 10 and 20 of us, and we had um, a really nice networking opportunity and an opportunity to see um, folks that we had worked uh, virtually with, but had never met in person. Many of us had never met each other in person.
5: This is Maria Kristic, I'm the current treasurer. And I remember in those early days, just that Passion and that desire that we all had to make this happen. I think I saw either in the rail forum or on an email list, I don't recall which, but I remembered seeing the notice that this group was looking to form of younger members. And I was intrigued because, as Amanda said, it really didn't seem like There were many, at least that was the perception, that there were many younger ACB members. And I know certainly in affiliates that I had been a part of and am still a part of now, I had tended to be one of the younger members. And that wasn't any kind of, in my case, obstacle toward contributing. It's just that when I saw this notice, I was kind of intrigued. I was kind of thinking, well, how many younger people are there, uh, you know, are there enough mm-hmm. to make this happen? And um, I remember joining, I think it was that Monday of uh, after Labor Day. in. So in September of 2018, it's hard to believe that it's been four and a half almost years at the time of this recording. Where does the time go? And uh, I remember just the going around, everyone introducing themselves and talking about what they were interested in, which direction they wanted to see this group go. And uh, I remember the initial separation into the, what was called then the social committee then, which is now the programs committee and another group of people on that call were interested more in the what was then called organizational development, which is now the Constitution and Bylaws and Resolutions Committee, interested in establishing that structure or governing documents, getting the organization legally established, setting a bank account, etc. And so, I thought to myself, while I have finance and legal background, I had had a little bit of experience at that point doing that with ACB special interest affiliates, a few of them. And so I thought, well, I I think I can do that. And so I just remember just all of the the work, you know, like the the late nights, the the meetings, just as the more informal, I think, nature of some of those. Initial meetings, if I recall, as we were getting our feet wet and finding our uh, footing. And uh, one of the things also that struck me, like others have said, is just that networking aspect. I remember we had some Saturday night events, which we still do have. But initially, they were much more of an icebreaker kind of getting to know you events because we were just all getting to know each other. and. Uh, Finding just that sense of community in in a different way, right? We're all blind, originally impaired, but we also have these other aspects to our identities. And to find a group that fits into the identity that I fall into currently in terms of my age group, that was just so uh, interesting and just great to meet people across the country. And I remember that too, the uh, leadership meetings and not only networking with people who and getting to meet them in person people who we had met online but even just meeting new people and being able to network in that informal setting i remember i was able to have one of the evenings at the hotel just meeting the director of advocacy and governmental affairs for acb and just being able to talk with him in a more informal setting and uh meeting other staff as well in that way and, and getting to know them and them getting to know me. And then at the restaurant that Lisa was mentioning, meeting just other blind people, you know, this is a friend of this other person. And, you know, it was someone I had never met before. But again, it was that opportunity to network and uh meet new people.
1: This is Greg here again, and uh, yeah, like several of you guys have already mentioned, I think it was an email I had received on on one of the email lists talking about, uh, you know, hoping to form this new committee for kind of that, you know, young adult demographic, and I had been an ACB member for several years, and honestly, I had thought about walking away because I just... You know, even though I'd learned so much and cherished, you know, many relationships I had uh, built up with, you know, many uh, mature members, shall we say, very experienced members, uh, finding those younger members within my age range uh, had become kind of frustrating. It was really great to, you know, to finally connect with these individuals and, you know, like that dinner uh, that's been talked about, uh, I was, you know, really honored to be in D.C. in 2019 as well. And actually have those in person conversations and discussions uh with, with members as well this is
4: lisa again um greg i I really echo about um the how good it felt to uh meet people in the a c b who were a little younger um i had joined in twenty o eight or twenty o nine and i was Um, I was in my late 20s and um, had just uh, lost my father in 07 and um, got into the ACB and it it, it really would have was a time um, when I needed a lot of support. I was trying to finish my hours to become a therapist and um, when I joined, you know, a lot of um i didn't necessarily get that support or or have that many people in the organization who were going through um a similar life stage of you know like at that time, you know being i was done with graduate school but hadn't gotten in and like so many other blind folks had not gotten into the workforce yet and you know was trying to figure out um what my life would look like so I mean um I didn't need that support so intensely once I found out about it in 2018 I was just really pleased that an organization um for younger members could exist it was it was it was very exciting
2: I think um this one had already been answered um but let's see um so what motivated um you to get involved in uh, Next Generation? And specifically, like, what made you get involved with the uh, original steering committee?
5: This is Maria. I can take that uh, to add to what I said before and just to echo what others have said in general, in addition to being intrigued by the idea. It was about that meeting of people who were in a similar life stage. I too had finished grad school a couple of years at that point. I was just beginning. I was about a year into my first full-time job, which I still hold now. I'm blessed to be able to say. And uh, I was just interested in connecting with people on a similar point in their life journeys. And in terms of the steering committee, I think for me, once I had gotten committed in terms of, you know, I'd been part of some of these meetings of late night research and uh, started looking up the requirements for us to become an actual organization and then also just the the wholehearted support as Amanda mentioned of of Kim and of Dan, the fact that they believed in us to want to offer this opportunity for us to be a student committee so that we could have funding to put on convention programs in 2019 that just really motivated me there's a group of people within the parent organization within the national ACB organization it wasn't of course formally a, a parent at the time in terms of parent affiliate but it was it was definitely because as a steering committee it was even more integrated so here were these group of high ranking officers in the organization that wanted to see us succeed and so I felt like not only had I been personally committed at that point that I I felt like I wanted to see it through and uh, then just seeing the enthusiasm among the leadership of ACB really just convinced me that I wanted to stay a part of it, and so, and as I mentioned, with having finance and legal background, uh, people don't tend to jump up and down when the question gets asked. Who'd like to serve as our treasurer? So, I uh, just ended up when the the question was asked. I felt like I could uh, contribute and and give back, and so I decided to to stay on. This is Amanda, and I would have to say some of
3: the motivating factors that encouraged me to press forward were the uh, in the the call that we had in August that had fifty people on there. You know, my initial thought after that was, this is fifty people that really want this. And this is 50 people that I know would support us no matter what, even if it's through being a member or if it's through, you know, mentorship type opportunities. So it's 50 people. And like Maria said, yes, we had the encouragement of some high ranking officers like Kim Charlson and Dan Spoon and John McCann, and you know, just um, all these people. I know I'm going to leave. It, I know I'm going to leave some people out. So, um, so that's what motivated me to keep moving forward. And the other thing, thing that I felt was a motivating factor was watching us work as a team. So I'm the person that Kim uh, appointed as the steering committee chair because I approached her about it. And, you know, she asked me who else would I want on that steering committee. And I went to Maria, as she said, and I said, Hey, Maria, would you like to help us with our treasury? Because I know nothing about money. And I, I went to, of course, Greg Lindbergh as well, because I knew he was a really good writer. And I asked him to serve as our secretary. And we stayed consistent and we worked as a team and you know, when you work with people and your circle of influence is just absolutely positive, it keeps pushing you forward and it keeps you in uh, that mode of wanting to press onward and just aim for higher ground. And I would have to say that the last and probably my most favorite motivating factor was the support we received when we went to Rochester, when we teamed up with two very prominent affiliates to put on programming. Uh, One was a smart home workshop, which Matt previously mentioned. That had 80 people and it was standing room only. I actually believe it was more than 80 people. I remember people like Zelda Gephardt and Robert Spangler Heading out into the hallway across to another ballroom, sneaking into another ballroom and getting chairs for as many people as they could grab. But it was standing room only in that room. And it was a a A-Lady workshop with Peter Korn and Amazon. And it was just a fun workshop. That was when the A-Lady was really new. And it was just so much fun. It was really encouraging to see that and to see the support we got from CCLVI. And then the other event that we did that year, other than the meet and greet, was our partnership with ACB students as in the trivia night. And I had so much fun seeing that event with Minha and Amina Thomas. It was just a lot of fun. And we had a lot of great questions. There was a lot of energy. You know, people really showed up and uh, we had a lot of support in the room. And we still to this day continue to work with those affiliates, uh, ACB students and CCLVI, because they established excellent partnerships with us in the beginning.
2: Okay, so going back to um, the early days, do you remember any specific uh, directions on the organization, um, How where it was going any bylaws to consider? Um, anything? Anything uh, in that direction?
0: This is Matt. Um, I guess just in terms of you know, other than what Maria already outlined about people were kind of split in what they wanted to do. Um, I remember just in terms of debate, we we spent a lot of not uh, we spent time discussing. You know, where our cutoff should be between members as large and support members, and, you know, really what is the functional difference between the two? You know, should the age cap be 40? Should it be 45? You know, we, we really spent a lot of time about that. And uh, Marie, I remember we put in a lot of. A lot of late nights trying to <laughs> write the Constitution because <laughs> uh, we were sort of trying to form it from KCB Next Generation's Constitution just to have something to start working with. And we ended up pulling in what was it, CCLBI's Constitution? I, yeah, GBY,
5: ACB, Yo- ACB New York. We, yeah, we really we, tried. <laughs> we yeah. Tried,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we tried to amalgamate half the constitutions A C B to be in the one document <laughs> so that was an effort and we still mm-hmm. you know even now we're, we're still like oh we can just change it later you know if we uh, miss something we can just amend it well we've definitely amended it you know because it's just stuff that we miss like little language things and you know other things have been brought up since then but I definitely remember burning a lot of a lot of midnight oil doing that so oh
5: yes indeed i and and to work off of that i remember too just that the paradigm of having the membership based on age and differentiating the classes based on that it just created some interesting scenarios that other affiliates didn't have to handle, such as what would be the difference between these members? Would they be able to run for office and serve on the board? Would they be able to chair committees? What happens if someone ages out and goes over that cut off becomes older in the middle of their term and such so and you know what about if you have an affiliate member do you then subclassify them by age I mean there were just these little wrinkles I would say although I don't mean that in a bad way just these nuances that we had to take into account and we definitely were very grateful to have lots of governing documents from other affiliates on websites to be able to use those as templates. We also had to decide where we were going to be incorporated and then look up the requirements for that. And we were needing to apply for our tax-exempt status on the federal level. And so there was also the research of what's the proper order to do that in. And of course, that also affected the opening of our bank account i remember uh carla who was mentioned before was gracious enough with the kentucky affiliate to essentially keep our funds in kentucky's account before we had established an account because we weren't able to establish one until i believe it was march or so of 2020 because certain things had to be in place that tax exempt status incorporation etc to be able to set up the type of account that we wanted and there there was just such a specific order to make this as seamless as possible and so definitely i remember a lot of research into that and i remember just when it was when we had completed that first draft, just that sense of relief. And then, you know, is the membership going to adopt this? Or are we going to present it in a coherent way and in a, you know, convincing way? And to Matt's point, I mean, they, these are living documents. Affiliates that have been around for years and ACB even on the national level is always proposing amendments the the constitution and bylaws committee which i'm a part of as well on the national level every year there amendments proposed so it certainly uh it's one of those uh <laughs> never ending uh committee assignments but um it it's something i can feel and i am um, mad i'm sure you too um it, it's something that i think those of us on that committee can be you know proud of we went from having nothing and starting from a blank page to having a, a pretty robust set of governing documents and actually the ACB a uh, national the constitution and bylaws committee has to approve to the extent they ha- they have to ensure that there's no uh, there are no inconsistent provisions between an affiliate's governing documents in the ACB nationals. And I mean, I felt pretty proud that the only suggestions they had were, I believe, one of them was in one instance that the word role wasn't the proper used spelling of that term in that context. And then the other one was that they wanted the convention to be referred to as the conference and convention. And I thought to myself, you know, for doing this for the first time out, only having those two minor points and otherwise being told that we had pretty robust governing documents, I could feel pretty proud of that.
1: This is Greg. And wow, this conversation is just bringing back so many memories and just the evolution of of our organization is remarkable. I mean. I know Maria, you mentioned like the social committee. I totally forgot that was the original name of programs and organization and development. And it's kind of funny and, and, you know, just really interesting thinking back and reflecting on those early days. And I think as has been said already, uh, we were kind of a, you know, a scrappy bunch, you know, not certainly not in a negative way at all, but we really, you know, did a lot of research and dug our heels in and, work together as, as a small steering committee initially. And it's, it's just truly amazing how far we've come and, you know, how much progress we made early on, which I think is uh, just a testament to everyone's hard work. And we certainly would not be where we are today if we didn't uh, put in that hard work from, from the get-go.
2: Yeah. I've really, really enjoyed listening to everyone's stories and, I, I, it's just so inspiring how it, it started from from a small group and, and now I mean it's I mean there's there's a bunch of committees in, in, in ACB next gen and and I I'm so privileged and, and uh happy to be a part of the publications committee and and um helping helping with this podcast and facilitating this discussion. I I I'm very happy to be uh to be here. So um what roles have you gone on to attain uh, during the uh, during your time in the organization, and um, what are you most proud of as a contributing member? Well, this is Amanda, and so
3: I went from being the steering committee chair to uh, being president, and I am in my second term as president of ACB Next Generation. However, a lot of people don't realize that the president uh, is an ex-officio member of all of the organization's committees. I really enjoy that, and I'm very proud of that. And here's why. So I get to help out each and every one of the committees, and I get to do things that I absolutely love. I love helping our publications committee with the newsletter by submitting a president's message that gets everybody excited about things that are coming up. I love helping the fundraising committee every spring with the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk and setting up the walk page and helping promote the walk. I love helping our PR committee make sure we get important announcements out on our social media platforms, which is the ACB Next Generation page and the ACB Next Generation Neighborhood. Those are fun places to Lots of really great information. I also enjoy helping the convention committee with convention programming, whether that is helping them plan programming, uh, as I did last year. I love helping them by utilizing the connections I have in ACB. And an example of that would be last year when we uh, partnered up with Get Up and Get Moving and we uh, worked with Leslie Spoon and Connie Sims to do a self-care workshop. I even love helping Constitution and Bylaws. Yes, I know. Uh, That is not my strong suit, but I, I love helping them just because I can learn more about the governing documents it's not one of my favorite subjects but it is important Um, you're not supposed to stop learning as i understand it and i love helping the membership because i love helping them strategize come up with new ways to engage our members and you know love to brainstorm ideas that will help us grow I love helping our programs committee because they need help every now and then coming up with creative ideas that will attract our members. And I'm grateful that we have kept around Saturday night live hangouts. Those are the very first events that we ever held. I remember our very first one. We had our staff lead, uh, Claire Stanley at the time we talked about the buyer's brig and oh my goodness that was about this time maybe a little earlier four years ago so that's insane Mm -hmm. and then the new committee that we just appointed which i will also be learning about is our website committee and i'm grateful for them because and to be a part of that committee because they build the home for acb next generation which is our website by the way visit us at acbnextgeneration.org.
5: This is Maria. In addition to the treasurer and uh, the bylaws committee member that I mentioned before, I'm also chair of our budget and finance committee, which as its name might imply, works each year to prepare a budget So, that we have an idea of what we're going to be spending in the upcoming year to the extent that we can project that out at the end of the prior year. And it allows our board to authorize a certain amount of spending so that we can more efficiently do what we need to do, pay our bills. (laughs) And uh, I've been proud that we have had a surplus budget I believe in each of our three I believe it's been now years that we have been formally developing a budget since we've been an affiliate. I am also a member of the fundraising committee and a member of this newly appointed website subcommittee that Amanda just mentioned. I'm Proud just overall of the fact that we became in essentially less than a year of becoming an affiliate. So we became an affiliate during the DC leadership meetings in 2020. So I believe that was February. And by the end of that year, so within 10 months of that, we were a bona fide, legally incorporated, federally tax-exempt entity, and we had, as I mentioned, robust governing documents. I'm just so proud that that was able to work out so smoothly that we could be established in such a relatively short amount of time. I am, and this is so much a result of our fundraising committee chair, Mo Carpenter, and her committee's excellent work. I'm proud of the fact that we have a balance in our account of over $9,000 at the time of this recording, which again, for the fact that we have been an affiliate for just over three years now, just about, is not uh, not too shabby. <laughs> and uh, it's just been really exciting how much... We've been able to achieve so far, and I'm looking forward to just seeing where that trend continues, as I have no doubt that it's going to. We have just such a dedicated and passionate group here. This
1: is Greg, and uh, I've been lucky enough to have several different roles within NextGen over the last several years. Um, so I did serve as secretary, which I'm very proud of for a two-year term, and then kind of de facto uh, note-taker slash secretary prior to that, uh, kind of unofficially. I did co-chair the uh, the PR committee, the Public Relations Committee uh, for a bit, and uh, have also served as chair of the Publications Committee for the past two years or so. And I'm just super proud of really how, you know, how our affiliate has worked together so well and evolved over time. And, you know, personally, I'm just glad I've been able to lend hopefully some expertise when it comes to writing and editing, proofreading, uh, content creation, content ideation, uh, just coming up with different strategies with the various committees and individuals I've had the opportunity to work with and uh yeah just really proud of you know really as a team you know i hate to say i'm proud of myself all the time of course but really proud to be part of this team and uh to be able to focus on areas that i'm i'm so passionate about in terms of you know communications writing publishing uh podcasting like we're doing now uh, it's it's really been an honor in many ways
0: such math um so I've been the first vice president since we formed in 2020 so now entering my second term, I'm also the chair of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee for some reason i couldn't I couldn't convince Marie to take that job and uh, I'm also chair of the membership committee. you know I'd always envision. Next Gen is kind of a, a honeypot or a honeycomb to, you know, attract younger people to ACB and that we would hope to be a conduit to get them involved in, you know, ACB at large or in their states or, you know, to see them branch out and fulfill other roles. Um, you know, we offer... Scholarships to help people attend DC leadership virtually and attend convention virtually, and you know we've um, established some programs to try to help to try to provide value to our members, so that way they can say, "Hey, if I join, I'm you know can." connect with an awesome group of people and I can be eligible for these other programs. So we've, through memberships anyway, we've tried to build that value. And I think that that, you know, that does pay itself off. I mean, you know, over these past three years, we've had, you know, people kind of shuffle in and out and, um, you know, they've went, they went on or they are, doing other things like serving on the boards of their states or serving in an ACP committee or serving in another capacity with another special interest affiliate, you know, and I I don't know that we're directly responsible for all of it, but I think that we kind of help people along their journey to get more involved um, in ACP and its organizations you know, this is really a a marathon and not necessarily a sprint, you know, and hopefully we can be good stewards of the organization while we're here and pass it on to other people that will in turn be good stewards and so on and so forth. So, you know, I, I know we always try to always try to find ways for people to engage and connect with one another and to kind of uh, maintain that momentum and maintain the excitement that they have in the organization and, you know, keep keep things moving along. So I do want to drag Lisa in here too because um, I know that right after we formed as an affiliate, you know, Poor Lisa, she did all this work and then she aged out. But, you know, <laughs> Lisa was really instrumental in uh, you know, some of the early Saturday Night Lives and some of the early programming. She really kind of, you know, was, I seem to recall, a um a stable part of of doing some of that programming, if I remember correctly.
3: Well. So
4: Thank you so much. I I did age out. I um I I always when, when I started and when I became part of the steering committee for next generation um I always knew that um my centrality in the organization's leadership would probably be relatively sh- short term. I work a full-time job 40 hours a week, and I'm just not type A enough to sustain a um, long-term constant um, uh, uh, commitment both to working full-time and um, serving um, in a long-term leadership role within the organization. Um, I still enjoy next gen though. And I, I enjoyed the work that I did in making an affiliate an affiliate. I remember, um, when we did our first election with, um, I want to say it was election runner and we, you know, tested the accessibility and all that good stuff. I am, I am, um, secretary for my local chapter and our, um, and our uh, state library users, affiliate though. And I will always be a part of, um, a a a part of the ACB. And, um, it was a little sad aging out, but I also completely understood it and didn't take it personally because, um, you want to, we wanted to maintain the character of the organization to make it, uh, if I may, um, a safe space for, are members that um fit the age demographic so they wouldn't feel um adulterated i i guess would be the word um by um then having to um share a leadership space with um people that weren't part of the age demographic and we wanted and do want that to be a wonderful place to um, for for folks forty and
2: under to excel. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing all of your answers, and I really, really again enjoyed hearing all of your stories, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, um, especially for those of us who are are, are newer um, to the organization. Um, as um, my myself, um, as I stated, I just uh, recently this year uh, joined the um, publications committee, um, and I'm very very happy to be serving um, on the publications committee and um, helping with this podcast. And but I, you know, I, I love hearing these these all these stories and how the affiliate came. Uh, into play, and um how all these committees formed publications public relations programs um i mean and it's it's you know it's it's really awesome to see uh to hear from people who uh like lisa who were were members and they started it all really and and you know amanda and matt and greg and this is I I I've just so really enjoyed being a part of this discussion and uh thank you again, Greg, for um allowing me to facilitate. Um I really, really have enjoyed this. Um okay, so I do have one last question for all of you all of y'all. How would you describe the evolution of the organization and what do you think that the future uh holds for this organ- for this affiliate? This is Amanda. I guess I can go first. Um, So
3: how would I describe the evolution? I'll answer that one first. So I would have to say that we went from a very small steering committee of about five or six of us. And we grew to having a board of 10 of us. As far as how membership and how that works in terms of mathematics, we turned in 28 members when we applied for our charter through ACB. And now we have over 100 members in next gen. So that's pretty impressive, especially from my understanding of us being a newer affiliate. I would also like to describe evolution in another way, and that is how our personalities have evolved and how people have evolved. You know, I've seen people that have come in to this organization and they've been nervous. They've withdrew from taking on responsibilities. And now I see their confidence levels just sky high. They want to do it all now. And I love it. I love seeing people who feel confident And want to take on more. Because they're just so excited. And they're so passionate. I also have seen. How life. Has changed. People. How personal factors. Have affected people. And I've seen people go through. Struggles. In this organization. And I've seen people overcome those struggles. And it's just. It's. Just a wonderful feeling to watch people rise and to watch them embrace their strengths. And I loved seeing that as our evolution because, you know, me personally, I was really scared. I kept telling people, I'm like, I am not going to run an organization. I don't want to do it. All I want to do is plan events. And I get to do both kind of sort of, because I have rediscovered that I like leading a group of people that are motivated and I like making sure they have the education to get the job done, and so that it does involve planning and it involves event planning a little bit and networking so i I get to fulfill both of my passions, so when I see other people fulfilling their passion I can totally resonate with that and I think as far as what the future holds for us man it, it's bright we have a shooting star as our logo for a reason it's because we want to aim for the highest of the highest we want to reach for the stars um, one of my favorite quotes is shoot for the moon and even if you miss you'll land amongst the stars and I love that quote because the moon isn't the thing that people focus on, even though it's big. It's the stars. There's more stars in the sky. And so there's plenty of room for everybody to be a star in the sky. And that's what I love about next Gen, is you can come here and you can discover your passion or rediscover it. You might even discover something about yourself that you didn't even know. And I want NextGen to be a place where people who are blind or low vision can come and learn and grow and discover not necessarily who they are but what they're capable of. I hope that NextGen can provide people with a place where they can gain confidence that is they can take out into their career, or their family life, or their personal life, or any other organizational work that they do that's service-based, or advocacy-based, or faith-based, whatever it may be, and that they can use it, and they can feel confidence in using the knowledge, and the skills, and just everything they they learn, the self-discoveries, because this, this really is an awesome place, and I, like I said, I think the future is super bright, and I see us just growing, maybe not just in numbers. I see us growing in our ability to reach people and to inspire people and give them the skills that they need to, to do that and to give them the confidence that they need to do that.
5: In terms of our evolution, to add to what's been said already, I found it so impressive that, and this is thanks to the hard work of our fundraising and public relations committees from our first time participating in the Brenda Dillon Walk fundraiser, that was in 2020, that we have, I believe, been among the top fundraising teams. And I think that speaks to that potential that Amanda was talking about, the fact that this organization allows people to spread their wings that I think most, if not all of those on the committee had not ever planned and executed a fundraiser like that before and to be able to implement it and promote it to the extent of being in the top of the fundraising teams is just really, I think, a great example of the growth. Our convention and programs, committees, Kristen and Melanie and Cassie, they've just put ACB Next Gen on the map. The number of organizations that we've been able to partner with, Amanda mentioned the first few in 2019, and certainly we've continued with those, but then also expanding out to not only other affiliates, but also ACB committees. Now it's not only the leadership of ACB, but I think much more the average member in a state or a special interest affiliate is so much more likely to know about us and to know that we exist and are out there and can add value. Our membership committee, some of the perks that Matt and his committee have developed in such a short time, the financial assistance That he mentioned before but also the technology grant to help you know our tagline is to uh, develop and lead and elevate that's what we want to do for our members and having for example the tech grant to be able to enable that through the technology lens I mean I think and we're only at the beginning I mean I've just been so impressed with how We've evolved to add value. And I think also to help dispel, you know, I think to some extent there's the stereotype for the millennials, Gen Z to a certain extent, the whole, you know, lazy, entitled, what have you. And I think that by doing what we're doing and leading this organization forward and just having a group of committed people who are determined to see this affiliate just continue to grow, I think and I hope that we are dispelling some of that stereotype. Look at these young, hardworking people who are willing to network and get things done and so as Amanda says I I hope that 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 hard work that we're putting in those positive impressions that we're creating do help people in whatever life pursuits they might have outside of the affiliate too
4: this is Lisa um due to our strong uh, organizational structure Um, the excellent job that people have done, fundraising, our um, election system works so well. I see us being one of ACB's strongest affiliates um, for the duration of the American Council of the Blind um, into perpetuity. And I'm happy to know that someone 25 years old who's done with college and graduate school, maybe someone 35 years old who's a young parent, maybe someone 30 years old who's a single adult trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives. Um, Maybe someone who never went to school that doesn't have, doesn't have any children Is trying to figure out what their life's going to look like, that um, they'll have a place in the American Council of the Blind. And they know that there are people that they can turn to who know what it's like to be them and where they can be embraced in their life
2: struggles and their life joys. You know, I really like what you said there, Lisa, about that, because I mean, I'm I'm young and I'm in my 30s and I, you know, I'm a newer member of this organization, but I feel I definitely feel valued. And I feel like I have found a place in ACB uh, and and I'm so fortunate to be serving on a committee um, on the uh, the publications committee and helping to create uh, newsletters, and blog posts, and articles, and, and uh, to me, I, I hope that someone who is, is my age, or even younger, uh, listens to this, and it's like, oh my gosh, well, look at all these people, they're doing this, and I'm doing this, and she's a part of this committee, and I really want to get involved, because I'll tell you, over the summer, I was listening to the convention, and I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to make this really short. But um, I I was listening to the, to the convention uh, virtually and I heard all these inspiring stories of all these people who were leading and in leadership and, and on committees. And I said, OK, I, I got to get involved. This is this is very important to me. I want to help serve. And I'm so glad that I. Yeah, I'm kind of starting my journey late, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you will. Um, but I, I am so fortunate to be serving and a part of um this this uh this committee and also part of uh this organization and um thank you again, Greg, for for letting me facilitate and I I'm so happy that I got to hear from, from all you guys, Greg and Lisa and Maria and Amanda and Matt and I and uh I, I'm just so fortunate that I, I was able to be um a part of this discussion and I again I'm very fortunate that I am a member of the uh publications committee and um we get to produce such awesome, awesome content as this and I really hope that uh a lot of young people uh got a, a takeaway from this and uh maybe you know we'll get some some future leaders and people who would love to serve. Uh, just as I, you know, just as I over the summer, I was like, that's it. I have to do it. So, you know, I, I hope that I have inspired and we all have inspired someone uh, to want to serve as well.
1: This is Greg. Uh, so as far as the evolution of Next Gen, like I said previously, it's just truly amazing how quickly this organization has evolved. Uh, from a fairly small, you know, a lot of people who are interested, and then a small group that really put in a ton of work initially, and then so many others who've contributed, uh, you know, since then to make NextGen what it is today. And as far as the future, I really am so excited like everyone else. uh, It really is bright for this organization. Um, As many of you know, we are, you know, the only such organization in the United States specifically geared toward that 18 to 40 demographic, of course, with the amazing supporting members as well. But uh, just having that focus on that, that young adult population. And as others have stated, you know, we're all at so many different stages in our lives and some of us have already, you know, accomplished many things in our careers. Others are just getting started. Uh, same for education. And I know we, you know, we've already had an impact, but I know we we can just have so, so much, you know, an even bigger impact moving forward, uh, you know, on that population of blind and visually impaired young adults.
0: This is Matt. And um, I guess just in addition, I mean, we've evolved in such small and big ways over the past three years we've like I knew Charlie we've had a lot of people um, not a lot but you know we've had folks come in and contribute and folks um, you know contribute in both big and small ways and you know if I start naming names just from the board. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid I'll miss somebody, you know, um, but there's definitely, there, there's definitely a lot of people that have, you know, made an impact along the way for lack of better terms. And, uh, you know, for the future, you know, I would, I would hope that we would continue to grow and continue to show the Value and ACB to our to our age cohort uh, that we can really work to break the wall of apathy that I think sometimes exists in our generation and help to get people engaged in ACB and in the good works that it does and the good works that we do as an organization and you know, that we can really help to promulgate the next generation of, of leaders and folks that'll be involved in the civil rights movement for people that are blind and have low vision for, you know, the next century to come. Um, And, you know, hopefully time yet will tell how, how successful that'll be or how things will work out. But I'm optimistic that, you know, the foundation that we're, that we're trying to build is going to bear fruit and, you know, that will be, uh, that will be prosperous into the future.
2: I, listen, I am excited to listen to this and to see what awesome awesome work that that are i mean i i really appreciate greg again you allowing me to facilitate the discussion that was that was a lot of fun i i love i love getting to do it
1: awesome thank you amber you were awesome and appreciate oh, everyone, thank you yeah, for joining us and thank you amber. yes
2: me too yeah, yeah this amber. is fun good yeah great job oh yeah absolutely this was fun. Good, everybody yeah this was great oh my god
0: If you want to know more about ACB Next Generation and the work we are doing to empower the next generation of leaders in ACB, visit our website at acbnextgeneration.org.